Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence Podcast. It's Michelle Wong here, and today I am so excited to introduce you to one of my coaches, Chris Britton. Chris Britton is the founder of Goddess Bosses, and she is also a podcaster, and she's a life and business coach. Welcome, welcome, Chris. Hi, Michelle. It's such an honor to be here with you. Thank you. Yay! I'm so excited for our chat and uh, for the audience to learn more about you. And I've been following you for a few months before um, we dove into the school together. Mm -hmm. And I just love your energy and just what you stand for. Thank you. Yeah, and I love your story. So why don't we start with that? Yeah. Okay. It's a juicy one. Um, I feel like I have so many stories. When people ask me this, I have so many different pieces. I'm sure you can relate to, especially with, you know, your growth and where you've been up until now and where you're, where you're going. You have like little pieces that fit together. Um, but for me, really, my husband, Ryan, I know you've interviewed Ryan on, on your podcast as well. And we, <laughs> if you asked us 10 years ago where we would be, if we would be where we are today, I'd be like, I don't even know how that would happen. Um, We had been very, I don't want to say like down and out, but in this place in our life where we weren't really sure what to do to get out of it financially, emotionally, um, physically for me in some levels, like I was always like, I'm almost five foot 10 and I was always underweight. I had no idea what was going on with me. I was losing my hair. Like I had all these things that were going on during the time that we couldn't pay our rent. We had no idea what we were doing with our life. And we've always known, I've always known that I wanted to be something more. I wanted to help a lot of people, but I had so many insecurities. I didn't even know where to start or where to begin. And for me, my life completely changed around in all areas like everything. When I remember one day and specifically we we were trying to pay our friend who we were renting his condo off of him. We were trying to pay our friend the rent that month and we couldn't, we had nothing left in our account. And I remember just laying on the floor, screaming up at the sky, like, do you hate me? And at this point I had no understanding relationship to God or a higher power. Um, I was totally disconnected from myself. I remember I had like the worst just my body was in complete breakdown at the worst acne. And, and at the time I was like 26 years old and my mom took me into an acupuncturist and the receptionist at the front of the office said, when I went in to get my acupuncture done to balance my hormones and whatever else I thought was wrong with me, the woman at the front looked at my mom and said, your daughter's dying. Oh and my mom's gosh. like, what do you mean? And she's like, her energy is, is dying. And that became my very first life coach. She was the receptionist, but she was in training to become a life coach. Her name's Anne. And for the last like 12 plus years, 
she really took me under her wing. And so I, I didn't understand what coaching was. I just knew I could start to turn my life around. So that moment when I was laying on the floor crying, like, do you hate me? I finally heard a voice, something I've been searching for for all of my life up until that time that told me to get up and go help some people. And it was a couple days right after that, that Ryan and I were given the opportunity to finally start a profitable, profitable business and network marketing together at the time. And we just took off aligning everything like just hearing that voice was such reassurance for me working on myself working on my health understanding wealth and what we could do to change our story and our inner dialogue and just went for it within 10 months from going from negative everything we were making six figures oh my goodness and everything shifted for us there yeah and so coaching came because when i was talking when i finally went to see this life coach, Anne, who said, your daughter's dying. And I went, my mom, because I had no money, my mom paid for five sessions for me. And during that process, at the end of it, she's like, you, you can really help people. Me? Like, I'm a mess. No, I can't. And she's like, no, I think that this is your thing. And, and you know this because you're so strong at, in your leadership, knowing that you, like, your mess is your message, right? What you're going through is what other people need to hear. So that just completely opened me up and started my journey. Oh, wow. That's incredible. I actually didn't know that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Like I know like we talked about money story when, when you talked in the past. So I know like that turning point for you and you can talk about that later. Um, mm-hmm. But that is just what a gift. Like, I know. Interest and the receptionist. Yeah. I, isn't there, isn't it true that we all have these moments that you, you can't make up, like you could not line up if you even wanted to. Like the receptionist who I didn't know at all, the first time going there, say, being bold enough right. to say that to, to my mom was like, wow, thank you. Like, holy cow, <laughs> thank you. So she is such an incredible friend of ours. She's, she's mentored both myself and Ryan to be the life coaches that we are today. And she's been incredible. Oh, nice. And so I'm curious about like coaching certifications. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if like, Cause like, I'll see all these different coaching certifications out there. And then I know people who are amazing coaches who don't have certification. And so I'm just, I would love your, your experience. In yeah. Your yeah. That's so fun. I get asked this all the time and it was my very first <laughs> talk about insecurities. And we were talking about this before we hit record kind of like about podcasting and like, you know, like what it takes from like what wants to come through us. I was so nervous to put my first podcast up that I recorded it on my phone just riffing on whatever that was like kind of irritating me. And I'm like, well, I'll see if, if anyone likes it. I remember sending it to my newsletter list and I got a huge feedback on it and was on this topic, but it never actually made it to my podcast because ah. I was too nervous. <laughs> so this is the first time like podcasting. Um, I, okay, I'm, I have mixed feelings about this because my coach, Anne, she taught me everything I knew based on me going through my own stuff and owning it. Mm. She didn't sit me down for three days in a classroom or a seminar room and say, okay, to be a life coach, you have to learn this, 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 and this, and just memorize it. I was in eight years of work with her before I even opened the doors. That's just because at the time, like nobody was life coaching. Like at the time when I had started and I opened my doors, I remember reaching out to Gabrielle Bernstein and it cost, it was $35 to have a call with her. Wow. Now that's no, <laughs> like that's not heard of. Um, and so I believe that it doesn't hurt to have a certification. Do I have a plaque? 
No. And actually never even sent me a certification, but she took me through her process. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of believe, and this is my philosophy that I would rather someone mentor me that has gone through it and come out on the other side and teach me what they've owned through it. And that resonates with me. I don't need to someone kind of like rattling off things they've memorized. And it's like, yeah, I'm certified, but I haven't lived it. Mm-hmm. So that's my take. I don't think you need a certification, but I also strongly encourage people that want to become coaches to own and master their craft, meaning do the work on yourself because that's what people need. Like, don't read one book and then open up the doors and say, I'm a, I'm a coach right. and just take someone else's material from the book. Like do the work. Yeah, that's good. And I think that's like, that's where like when you talk to someone who is a coach or like when I do, like I'll get a feel for whether or not I want to work with them, not based on certifications or anything, but based on like their understanding and their own journey. That's Um, a great, that's a great tip. So you, you're so intuitively connected to energy then that you would know it's a yes or a no without needing to know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I, I think a part of me, was asking because I'll see like a lot of people like just maybe doubt their own process and doubt their own and like, Oh, I, I don't know enough. I have to take a certification and totally. sometimes I can fall into that. It's like, do I know enough? Right. <laughs> right. But it's not knowing, right. It's really like, it's our, our own lived experience. Mm-hmm. And what I love about you, Michelle, and I, and I know your podcast episodes can relate to this too, is that you don't shy away from anything. Like you really do, like you, you have this idea, like, let's say with the sacred emergence podcast, you have this idea, you're like, this is what I want to do. And instantly it's like, what do I need to do to align it, line it up? How many episodes do I need? Who can I work with? Like, what do I want the feel to be in the, and the, the photo and all that stuff, all that to be. And I love that you take action on what you hear and what you feel from within. I believe that that's how you live your best life is following that. Instead of thinking it needs to be something, right? It's it's yours and given to you. And you're like, yeah, I got this. Thank you. Yeah, it's been so fun so far. So yeah, I so appreciate that. Yeah, it's powerful. It's pa- everything that I've seen come through and what you share in our group and what I get to see from the other side is just alignment. Mm-hmm. Alignment and a message that I think needs more people need to hear. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's like... I think that's one thing I, I admire about you because you were not afraid to talk about like the shadow, like the dark. And I, th- I think you say like, take it out to lunch. Like, mm-hmm. and I love that. I'm like, Oh yeah, take it out to lunch. And I think that's like, for me, like I'm not, a, like I want to go deep. I want to dig deep. Um, and so like, I would love your experience of like, like, how was that for you? Like, how do you take your, I guess maybe things that you've been wanting to hide or whatever, like so that you can heal it. Mm-hmm. That's such a good question. And I, I think everybody should get to know themselves at this level. You know, we will skim over things that we're fearful of or that maybe we don't like about ourselves or we labeled as wrong or bad or insecurities. And we're like, oh, I can't, I got to run from that. I want to hide it. I don't want anything to do with it. But that's where I've learned my greatest gifts are. Like, I found so much abundance in all areas, health, wealth, you know, friendship, relationships in going into those areas that I want to push away. And that was kind of how my work started. As I remember when I first started seeing my life coach and I wanted to turn my life around, I'm like, well, can you just tell me how to be successful? Like I need to make money. 
And she was like, no, I want to know about your relationship with your parents. I want to learn about, you know, how you felt at seven years old when your sister was born. And it's just me and my sister. So there's this big gap. And I didn't understand trauma at the time and that that could have affected me, like all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so now coming back into our bodies as we do as, you know, feminine women, that is so key because our emotions are telling us where we need to go. And anytime something comes up that's like, gosh, this is kind of painful or I'm fearful of it, instead of running, just sit and take it out for lunch. And what I mean by that is get to know it. Where did it come from? Can you give it a name? Can you give it a color? Can you give it a, a feeling? Um, for me, I used to start journaling with it. When something would come up that I wanted to push away, okay, it was uncomfortable as heck, but I'm going to get to know you and let's just journal about it. So I would almost have like this freaky conversation back and forth with my fear or limitation. And I could pinpoint when in my life it, it started to show up because everything happens under the age of 10. And it's just a looping pattern that we, we'll continuously play out if we don't stop it, accept it, let it go and learn the lesson. Like everything we know in this work is awareness is the first step. So if we can become aware of what's trying to rule our emotions or our actions, we can gain control back from it. Because right now, something like, we know this in sales, and I know you've heard us say this all the time, but someone's always enrolling someone, and I'm sure you've heard this in network marketing too, or someone's always trying to sell someone something. We can say it that way. But your emotions will do the same. And if you're feeling depleted or you're feeling like, I can't, well, then you're letting something else enroll you or something else is taking your power away. Mm -hmm. So anytime we can take it for lunch and just get to know it, then we're aware, we're stopping the loop of the pattern and the shadow no longer is taking us out, but now we can meet it in a healthy way and say, okay, I see you and I feel you and you probably have some valid points. Yeah, it, it hurt or so-and-so said this to me, but I am gonna rule the ship. My truth is actually going to lead now and it's not that I'm going to push you aside, but you can come along. I'm just not going to let you take me out again. And of course, it keeps coming up, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. It will come up again. <laughs> so, so now you get to know it. The next lunch is going to be easy. It's not going to be as hard. It's like, not as awkward. But you got to keep going into this stuff or it will, it'll bury you. Mm. I truly believe that. Yeah, I feel like whenever like I, you know, sit and face whatever has been lurking, it it dispels whatever discomfort, like it, it's the, that process. It's not as like gnarly as I would imagine it to be. Yeah. That's a yeah. great word. Gnarly. I, I hear that. I feel like Rudy and like, yeah. you know, yeah. Like it's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. So you, you bring, like, I always tell my clients, like f to get into alignment or flow as people like to call it, it's not doing, not just like forgetting about everything and just flowing. But what we want to do is we want to actually get into alignment, meaning we have to dig up this stuff so we can find what truth actually feels like. Mm. You don't want it to be fake truth. You don't want to force something into existence. You just want to uncover. It's like taking the, the rubble away just to uncover what your plan is here on this, on this earth and actually just get into alignment with it. And you have to do that by meeting the stuff that is gnarly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Ah, so um, you were talking about enrolling. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's something I remember when we first spoke, one of the things that I wanted to shift away from is really like around like 
like attraction, like and sales and business. And this doesn't necessarily have to be sales or business, but like, I was like, I'm tired of having to like hustle. Um, and I just see you and you attract. And mm -hmm. so like, I forget what I was asking you when we first talked about, but how, like, how do you get into that state of alignment so that when you're talking to people offering your services, like you're not the one that's like out there hustling for customers per se or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have done sales for years. I've done sales obviously in our business and network marketing um, for other high-end business coaches as their sales team leaders. So sales is something I've gotten really comfortable with and it's actually something I love because I know I get to meet somebody in their breakthrough. They're going to be scared as heck. And you know, this too, like talking with people and being around people that are in an industry that is heavily in sales. Some people call it enrolling. Some people hate the word sales and they call it like, um, or they want to shy away from it and they call it, I don't know, something else that's like inviting or whatever. But the truth is we're always selling always, even in our relationships, we're selling. Like, okay, where do you want to go for dinner? It's like, we're always in this conversation. So I feel like to attract the right people to you, it really comes down to your message, your strong stand, like you and your, your passion in like empowerment and leadership, like the take you have on it more, like speaking so loudly on that. It's almost to the point where it like, irritates you when people aren't doing it the way that you know it can be true and you just take a stand in that and that's kind of the way I am with sales like I get really upset when I see network marketers or coaches not make the money they want and they have something so big inside because they have this limitation playing that sales is icky or sales is hard when it's not it's not if you switch it from like okay I have to, I have to sell some somebody something to hit my quota this month or whatever to I get to serve somebody and solve a problem for them that's all we get to do so the attraction like my selling starts by me showing up online and just speaking authentically on something that I'm very passionate about and um, Ryan and I talk about this all the time like you don't want to be vanilla where nobody sees you you want to be really loud and you want to stand in a way that you're not like going back to the beginning you're not Making it, it's in you and it, it pumps you up, like it fires you up. It's like, gosh, I just need to get out there and, and talk about this more. So I believe that sales or enrolling starts by what you're putting out there and actually attracting people back to you because they know you're the solution for what they need. Mm. And we see this in, in coaching and network marketing or even in podcasting, like wherever there's so many people, we still have to have that edge that allows us to stand out out of everybody else. And the only way we can do that is by sharing our story or the, that mess and how it became our message. And that's what sets us apart. And I think that when we start shifting this idea that we're taking something from somebody and replace it with, we are adding value to their life. I believe, like, I know you're very spiritual. So I know you believe that when any, anybody crosses our path, it's not by chance, like it's for a reason. And so during a sales conversation or back and forth on Facebook, let's say, or Instagram, I'm not going to let them wait to come back to me. I'm going to make sure I'm continuing to serve them until they either tell me no, or I know that they're satisfied and they're enrolled into something because they came to me asking for it. Mm. But 
they're going to try and talk themselves out of it because they're about to have a breakthrough and in their mind, they're afraid of that. So it's up to us as leaders to be that support system for them to actually feel confident in making the right choice. And when we can help someone, especially a woman, feel confident in making the right choice, she feels so empowered. And that's like one of the best things we get to do on this planet is help somebody see past their limitation and, and, and let them say yes to something that scares them. Mm, that is so good. I just love how you just like just shared that whole piece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really passionate about this. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, cause you work with us. Like it's so like, like, man, too many people are missing out on helping people because of a limitation they're telling themselves. Like, I know, I know, I know, you know what I mean, because you're in these industries too. So you see it and you probably feel it at times. I mean, I still do. I still get like, okay, Chris, like drop into service. It's not about me. It's not about me because there are times like we do have goals in business. And I think this is where things get hairy. It's like you can have a business goal that you want to go after, but that doesn't mean we still treat people like numbers. Like in network marketing, right? This is my biggest thing. Yeah. And so irritated. Everyone was like, well, you go to Walmart and you go get your 10 no's. You go talk to people and go get 10 no's and you're going to get one yes. I'm like, well, wait a second. I don't want to treat people like numbers. Yeah. It's like the shotgun approach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that. Totally. Like now, now, I mean, sacred emergence, we're feeling it. We're coming. It's like, we're coming out from within. We're, we're, um, we're, ah, what's the word? I guess we're igniting. Mm-hmm from a different way where we now are attracting. So it's not the way it used to be. And sales is quite different because it's actually very heart led and connecting now. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people who think of sales, they're like, they're thinking about like the slimy used car salesman, like, Oh, I'm not a salesperson. And it's like, like there's a distinction between selling a service as a spiritual practice versus I'm trying to give, give you, sell you something that you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And even if I was a used car salesman, <laughs> I would trust that, or saleswoman, I guess, I would trust that that person that came in to that lot was looking for something. And if they're not satisfied or their wall was up or their guard is up, because we go in like buying a car, we will feel that we'll go in and our walls instantly go up. That's just reflecting to me that I haven't done a good enough job to help them feel safe and comfortable. I haven't given them enough value outside of the car or outside of our product or outside of our program. I haven't met them yet. So I'm just coming too much from my head and I'm not coming from my heart because when I'm coming from my heart, even if I was selling used cars, I would still be able to meet that person in a way where they felt like, oh, okay, I actually feel safe. I get to make a choice here now. She's not leading me, but now she's going to actually walk with me and we're going to go look at the cars and figure out which is the best based on my wants and their wants and needs, my wants and needs, you know what I mean? (laughs) So I think it's, it's just a different language and a different dance and yeah, yeah, it it has this weird stigma and it's just not, it's just not like that anymore. I don't think you should be a car salesman. I'll I'll buy cars off of you. (laughs) There was this time where I'm like, I could probably do really well at that. Like a short little time, but I'm like, Oh, I don't want to go in anywhere. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that do love it, like love it and do so well at it. 
Um, well, I love to like, if we can rewind a bit and like when you first started with your coaching business, like how did you actually get started? Did you like write a list of people that you think would you know love to work with you and reach out to them? Like how was the process for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So let me think back. Um, at the time I had a blog. Um, I was documenting my daily my daily life with my food journey. So I had found out I had terrible food allergies that was causing my acne and my hair loss and I changed my diet and it was just crazy. So this is before social media and believe it or not, back in the day, all we did to get ourselves out there was blog and we would go back and forth and write on each other's blogs. So there's like a circle of food bloggers that we would be connected with. And that's kind of how we got it out there at the time. Social media, like Google, like SEO was no one was on there. So I would have thousands of blog readers a day. And that's, I remember being so afraid because I just talked about my daily life and food and recipes that I didn't want to talk about a spiritual journey I was going on, or I didn't want to talk about life coaching. So I was really nervous to post on my blog, like, Hey, I'm opening up some spots, but I did it. I completely undercharged. It was horrible at first because I didn't really know what I was doing. My life coach wasn't a business coach, so she wasn't able to help me that way. So I had a couple clients that were paying me very minimal, but it got my feet wet and got my confidence up. And from there, I actually went and hired a business coach. We had no money. We had to go around and sell everything in the condo because I knew in my soul that I could do this. And she was teaching how you could um, do an interview series to enroll people to opt in. And then from there, you had a bunch of people that you could find out what they needed and what they wanted and offer your services. So from there, I was able to grow my coaching business to a full-time income and kind of kicked everything off. But at the very beginning, it was just through my blog. I love that. And I love how motivated you were to sell stuff, to hire a, hire, like a coach. Cause some yeah. people would be like, I don't have enough money and that's it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I encourage everybody that has ever said that, like, I believe it cause I didn't have the money, but at the time I also didn't, I also didn't think what would I do another year if I didn't make the change now? Cause I hear this all the time. People are like, well, next year, when the school sold opens next year, I'll do it. And, and with love, it's never the right time. Next year is going to be something else. So if you make a decision to change your life, do it now. And so I beca- it actually motivated me. And I went to my coach at that time. I said, okay, I sold things like Ryan's Wii, his video game system and speakers and all this stuff. I said, I have two months worth of payments. That's all I got. Do you think I can get things up and going? And I was the fastest in that, that group program to build my email list and launched that email list, me and one other person. And, and that allowed me one also to grow my business, but stand out to this person who is now my friend. And I also had the opportunity to sell for her as her business has grown. Like this, this is how I believe you really um, create a better life is when you do just follow, like it felt right. And I knew I had to get resourceful. And when you become resourceful, you will find the things to sell. You will find the loan. You'll have somebody invest in you, but you just got to go all in. And that's where, yeah, everything completely changed um, when I made the decision just to, I was scared as hell, but just to try it and just to put myself out there. So I had to, I had to interview people and I was so scared. <laughs> well, I would like, if, if you, if I was a coach, like, like a business coach and you came to me 
and you're like, I sold stuff and I have two months. I'm like, Oh my God, you're like my dream client. Cause you're so motivated. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I would, I would place bets on people like me because I, they have to, they have to go. They're so hungry to go. And, and like you, like having that big calling within knowing that you're here to help help these women and to really do it. It's like it wake you wake up excited knowing that you you have something more than just, you know, I don't know, I'm just gonna wing it today. Like there's something there that is coming through. And and sometimes we have to take that. It's a risk, but we have to make that investment on ourselves. Switching gears a little bit, um, you talk a lot about like feminine versus masculine mm -hmm. and um, like going into your feminine flow and versus the masculine. Can you talk about the difference between the two? Yeah. So I am very feminine to my core. We talk about this a lot with your core essence, like which is your core essence, feminine or masculine. Um, even, even women could have a core masculine drive if they feel like that's true. And the best way you will know this is ask yourself, would I rather be respected first and cherished second? Or would I rather be cherished first and respected second? If you'd rather be cherished first and respected second, you're more feminine at the core. If you'd rather be respected first, cherished second, then you're more masculine at the core. I have extremely masculine qualities and they can actually take over in a very toxic way. And I think a lot of women nowadays do. We've kind of been programmed this way now to show up and hustle, to, to do like, you know, women's empowerment. You can do what you want to do. Of course we can, but the way we've been taught through personal development books that I'm seeing that we've studied in just my industry, even in network marketing, when we were doing that 12 years ago, it was all written by men for men, all of it. Yeah. I think of the best of the best that taught us like the Jim Rohns and like, you know, Jack Kent, all that stuff, all masculine. How the heck would they know what a feminine needs, right? Yeah. And so I did it that way. And I'm sure you've read some of the books too. And, and you can do it because as, as the feminine, we will get it done. Like how many times have you been juggling all these plates and then someone needs something and you're like, well, it's fine. I'll do it. Yeah. We'll still do it. Cause we can do it. Like we've been wired to take so much on. That's why we can do two things at once. That's why we can carry a baby, hold the phone, wash the dish, do it. Right. <laughs> We're on the masculine's a little bit different. They're like just singular focused. Mm -hmm. I think what's happening and why I'm really passionate about this work with the masculine and feminine is I feel like there's kind of been a flip-flop happen where there's a lot of feminine men and these women are upset that their men aren't stepping up we're not giving the men the space to step up or the masculine energy, the space to step up and lead because we're saying, well, I got it. And I can only speak from my own experience and my own relationship. Like this completely opened up everything for us because you know, Ryan and I have been together for 18 years, but married for almost one year, September the 1st. And people had razzed us all of our relationship. Like Ryan's not stepping up. He's not engaged, but I was just as scared. Because I was showing up in, in my masculine. And so the masculine is always seeking freedom, where the feminine is always seeking love. Well, I was afraid to be 
trapped or confined. Ryan was afraid to be trapped and confined. So we were just two masculines. Like we joke like two penises bumping up against <laughs> each other. It's totally inappropriate, but so true. And that was our life. And so I couldn't understand. Like one day something like hit me. I'm like, why are we like this? Like, am I, cause I would feel exhausted. I would feel like accomplished, but exhausted. And I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to feel this way. And of course I can do it, but something's got to give. And that's when I started to understand the work of the feminine and how we actually can show up and do it quite a bit differently. Like I'm not so linear and systemized like Ryan is, which is the masculine. So the mask I was wearing of the masculine was like, I can do it. I can show up. I can hustle. But my core essence was screaming at me because I wasn't even allowing my partner to cherish me, nor was I cherishing myself because I thought that was weak. I thought, you know, why spend the time on that? Like you got to make money or you got to go. And, and so everything really flipped when I started to give myself what the feminine wants and needs, which then allowed Ryan to get what he wants and needs. And then we could come together to meet each other's wants and needs. And I know like my masculine still shows up, but if it's too toxic, I will simmer it down. I'll come back into my feminine, which I do at the end of like every work days. I have a ritual. I, I do all that to allow myself to come back into that because I think it's really important that women understand they can't keep pushing the true core feminine essence away or it's, or we're just going to live out of balance. Things are just going to be way out of balance. I love that. And like a lot of times when I talk to other women about self-care, I'll get the feedback of like, oh, self-care is like another thing I have to add to the list. And it's like self-care just goes over my head. Self-care sounds like work. And so what would you suggest? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I get the same thing all the time. People fight me all the time because I have this rule where for 30 minutes at the end of my day after work, before I, you know, come back down and spend time with Ryan I go up and spend 30 minutes alone, like no phone, no internet. I just listen to music, sit in the bath, do that ritual. And women tell me all the time, oh, I don't have time for that. And we have to look at at what it's actually, what it's costing us by not doing that. And I think self-care is so beautiful. And I say this with love and respect for every woman is any time we say we don't have time, it's a fear of intimacy. This will come up in a sales conversation. This will come up in taking 30 minutes to yourself. I don't have time. I don't have time. And this is, again, taking it out for lunch. you got to get open. It's just a fear of intimacy with yourself. Because honestly, it can be painful if you sit there without anything numbing you and you're not scrolling or you're not like, you know, letting someone else's life dictate your mind you have to sit with your thoughts and that's intimate. Mm. Your day will come up and it will start coming through. You might even sense like, Oh, I should have done this. I didn't do that. Or so-and-so said this to me. And then these emotions come up and this is going back to like the shadow and where we want to numb ourselves. by nature. We just want to push it away. And so this is why I think social media is like killing us because it's numbing these parts of ourselves that we need to be looking at and integrating or our nervous system is just like overloaded and yeah. wants point crash. I mean, you know this from a nutrition standpoint mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. We need to take care of ourselves that way. So I, I do challenge people and say like, well, from my understanding, it's just a fear of, of intimacy. And they're like, what do you mean? 
Like, well, do you sit with your thoughts? Do you sit with yourself? Like, who would you meet if you sat with yourself for 30 minutes? And they're like, oh my gosh, I can't remember the last time I actually sat with myself for that long. And, and that breaks my heart because that's what, that's what we need is we need to allow the divine or God to come through and, and to meet that part of us for us to know what to carry through. And, and the feminine loves movement. She is movement. So she needs to get the download on, to know what to go in and move with. But how do we expect to do that if we're not even meeting her? So I, I, I kind of have that edge though. So I kind of force them to see it from a different standpoint. If they can't do 30 minutes, I gently invite them to do five minutes, five minutes of spiritual connection, <laughs> alone time, whatever they can do to get it up to the 30 minutes. Cause I crave it now. Like I, I love it. Yeah. Like the first thing I do in the morning, cause I don't have my cell phone in my bed. Like it's oh, like airplane mode. Smart. Yeah. And it's like, I actually like 30 minutes is not enough. Like an hour would be... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I'll journal. It's like, I'll meditate. It's like my time. Um, and then once I turn on my phone, then it's like, okay, all hell breaks loose. And it's like, whatever. <laughs> totally. So do you have, you have like a practice that you get into and then you go into your meditation, your journaling, like, do you like pray or do you ask for guidance? Like, is that kind of the foundation for you? Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of changes. I'm not very like structured with it, but I'll do like a gratitude journal. I'll, if I wake up and I remember my dreams, I'll jot it down oh, and then, fun. yeah. And I'll either meditate, I'll say like my prayers, like it's like an affirmation slash prayer thing. Yeah. Um, and then based on that, if you know, I'll move my body if I'm feeling called to, and it, it just depends also like how much time I've got left before I have to actually start my day. Um, and it's just, I just love that time to myself. I get so much like downloads and just like, okay. And then like more clarity and it just, it, I, that's how I refuel my own self. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, I feel everybody needs to put that in place. Everybody needs to have a morning non-negotiable spiritual practice for sure. And then if, if you are somebody by nature that is moving or hustling through the day, have it at the end of the day, because the last thing, and especially if you're in relationship or you want to be in relationship with the opposite energy, with the masculine energy, let's say, you can't come down. Like I can't come and meet Ryan in my masculine energy from the day because then he's not getting his needs and I'm not getting my needs. And when you understand the work of the masculine and feminine, the masculine actually grows through the feminine in her movement. And like, uh, like they say, like a man will be able to sink in when he puts his head on your chest. He'll actually be able to refuel. But if I'm showing up with like my lady balls on, like, rawr, like he's like sitting on the other end of the couch. And I'm on the other end of the couch. Like we're just like talking business. So it, it takes, and that to me, because I'm driven and I don't know if it is for you. It's like a high for me to be in my hustle mode mm -hmm. and it can get addictive. I can totally feel that, that like, Oh, like it surges through me. So it is a, a constant reminder, like, no, come back. It's safe in your feminine. I'm not going to like, again, all my demons come up about it being weak or this or that, or you got to show up more and, and just knock that off and come back in and, and, you know, start your day. Like, like you're saying you do. And I think that's such a strong foundation. 
Yeah. And I resisted it at first just cause like, I, I think when you were saying like cherished versus, um, respected, I think mm -hmm. my instant is like, well, of course respected. Cause like, da, 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 da. <laughs> but then like I had someone in our, in our school question me, just like, really? I don't know. I just feel like you're actually more feminine than you think. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. That is so funny. Yes, you are. Oh my gosh. But like, I, like, I hear like the whole like resistance to self-caring and I think it's because we don't often give ourselves the time so that we don't know how amazing it feels. Yeah. And once we do, it becomes like, oh, I want more of it because it, it really nourishes my soul. Yeah. Or we walk around just so disconnected and, and like people will always ask like, well, how do I find my purpose or how do I increase my income or how do I find true love or how do I do this or how do I do that? And they're not taking the time for themselves. So they're like severing that connection when all they need to do is take that time, like, like you're stating, and to go into it and just to be with it and allow it to start to rebuild and the connection to come back. Because it's, it's never gone, but they do say your soul leaves a toxic environment. And so you want it to come back in when, it, when you're feeling love for it again and you're giving it space for it to come back in and, and to connect again. I... I truly believe that's where we get our best downloads and exactly what we need to take action on. I love that. Like, like all of that, what you just said is like, let's quote it, <laughs> put it in like quotes, like come back to yourself. Somebody will quote it. <laughs> like that's and then tag us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Speaking of which, how can people learn more about you and your work? Yeah. So chrisbritton.net is my website and chris underscore Britton on Instagram is probably the best. Um, my podcast is goddess boss podcast. A um, new episode goes up every Monday. So that's always, I mean, that's always juicy. That's always just my, my, my inner taking myself out for lunch with my shadows usually comes up in those episodes. So <laughs> Thank you. It's like, it's like, I can hear that flow, you know, that divine flow of wisdom coming through. Thank you. Yeah. I, I definitely just riff on my life and my lessons and, and I, I love being able just to be authentic. I think that's how in today's world, like we were saying, like to kind of make yourself land for the right person. It's just being you. Yay. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I, now I get to tell everyone that I've been on the Sacred Emergence podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I'll definitely put all the, your links to the show notes so people can check you out. And uh, thank you so much. It's been so fun. Totally. It was awesome. Thank you, Michelle. I love you so much. Yay. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and thank you in advance for sharing this with others who can benefit. Until next time.